Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Welding Business Owners Podcast, where our podcasts are late, but our bids are on time. I'm your host, Kevin, with JMW Fabrication. Today's our third and final episode with David from Dynamic Industries. In today's episode, we talk about one of our favorite things, tools. We talk about everything from what we first started out with to what we have now and how it makes us more efficient. I think you guys are really going to like it. And speaking of liking, if you haven't checked us out yet, find us on Instagram at the Welding Business Owners Podcast. Give us a follow over there. Give us a thumbs up or a star or a heart or a like or whatever you find on your podcast player to say that, hey, you guys are doing a good job. So we appreciate you guys, and I hope you guys enjoy the episode. I've done so many staircases and repairs at apartment complexes in this town. It's insane. And it's, it's actually turned into like some bigger stuff where we're doing whole new staircases and, but just, just quick, easy, low, low overhead. I mean, that's, that's a big thing. I mean, everybody gets obsessed with having a, you know, 6,000 square foot, you know, all the tools that fill that shop up and plies tables and this and that, mm-hmm. it, it all just adds up. So if you can, if you can make a decent living with a couple tools and a bed of a truck, I mean, there's guys out there doing it all the time. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great way to go. And not, like I said, once you, once you can do that, once you can make something happen, it's it's a lot easier when you have every tool in a shop to make something happen. Yeah, I was just on a, a railing job with Nick. It made me realize how terrible at stick welding I am. I mean, it, <laughs> he's standing on his head, hanging over the side of this water tower deal lays down a nicer weld than I could do flat in front of me. And he's looking the <laughs> other way. Uh, it was incredible. It, it was so cool to watch him and just, just be there and hold the dumb end of the stick. I mean, I, I spent so much time burning wire. I always run uh, that core shield eight in the field mm-hmm. for the big heavy, like I do a lot of billboard columns and stuff and you would never run stick on any of that. I never focused on the stick welding. So that's probably another thing that I would do a lot more of is focusing on stick. And I mean, wire is great when you have enough welding, but it's, it's a lot of get up to, to run some, you know, six, eight inches of weld and six or eight spots when you can do it with stick. Yeah. And awesome. 7018s, great stuff. Yeah. I've seen, uh, I've seen a couple guys doing some spool, spool gun off the gas drives and I, I haven't tried any of that yet. Um, that seems like a complete disaster to me, but some guys do a really nice job with it. Yeah. The, um, like we have a, we have a, uh, a suitcase welder for our engine drive and it's a, it's a little cumbersome for, uh, to take out on for small jobs that you could just grab, grab a 7018 and throw it on. So when we get set up on a job to do stair repair for like a big apartment complex, we'll, so, sometimes we'll use that. Honestly, a lot of times the little 110 volt machines that we have, um, the LA31, the FC90, they hold up pretty good as far as duty cycle. Um, sometimes we'll go in there and we'll put in like, we'll tack all the pans in and then we'll just spend eight hours burn them in. Because uh, the, the one place here local, they want it, the, the metal pans fully welded all the way around on the top side so that there was no, there wasn't any, rust getting behind there they're a epoxy paint it and like do like do all this stuff to it and i was like all right cool um 
so we broke it out for that because it has a, a much bigger duty cycle, but there's a special place in my heart for the 7018. Yeah, it's definitely, <laughs> uh, it's definitely the best rod out there. I haven't, I haven't utilized it enough, but I've definitely been spending a little more time working with it. And like I said, I'd like to get to a point where I can stand on the head and wrap it around a, you know, an inch and a half pipe without even paying attention. That's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. He's good at that, man. Um, well, you got anything else for us, man? I appreciate your time and, uh, and talking with me. I know we talked more Absolutely. about you than we talked about me. Um, and that's kind of the way I like it, but, uh, I appreciate you, man. Do you have anything else for me? Anything else you want to add? Yeah, we should all learn the metric system. I think you think so. I went, I went and did a job in the, in the middle East. It was a, it was a LED sign in Dubai and I went and I think I spent 45 days there working on it. And the first day I showed up, I grabbed my standard tape measure and started measuring stuff, figured out that a bunch of stuff was wrong and uh, had to go back to the hotel that night, learn the metric system. <laughs> and, and once I knew it, it made so much sense. And I get so frustrated with people not understanding dimensions. It, like, I just feel like everybody should know how to read a tape measure. And I feel like nobody around here can. And it, I, uh, I've learned to love the metric system. It's, it's just simpler. <laughs> it, it makes sense. I mean, I, I, I don't understand why we have 16 and then we have 12 inches and a foot. And, you know, it just, it's all these weird numbers where the metric system all just flows together. It, it works really well. Yeah. Um, in the shop, I've been utilizing the decimal system more because it's, it's just easier at a glance to understand, um, Absolutely. especially for adding and subtracting things, just turn it into a decimal, add it together. And then once you do it for a couple of weeks, you under, you know what the 16th and the eighths and everything, the fractions work out to as far as decimals go. So I imagine just doing, you know, moving in the metric system would just be a lot easier, especially for adding and subtracting. Cause that, cause honestly that's where uh most of your mistakes happen is it's an adding problem it's a subtraction problem it's a division problem and if you can simplify it you know why not if you jump into excavation they go off a tenth so they're saying you know this needs to come down three tenths i'm like you're gonna have to tell me how far to move that thing down it it just gets confusing when you blend all these different things into into one job it's like and i always find that uh I actually bought a metric tape measure that I use at the shop because a lot of parts that I, that I'm doing are off of metric numbers. So then you're trying to blend that with the standard tape measure and none of the dimensions line up and I don't know, spacing so much easier with it. I, I've just kind of learned to utilize it a little bit, Nice, especially when you're uh, like railing pickets. I want to get one of those. What is it? Salt, salt, like, Oh yeah. Salt Lake city, whatever. Yeah, I have. Um, that's been showing up on my Instagram feed and um, that's like, I've seen those back in the day, but it seems like his is really, really well made, like heavy duty stainless. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I really like that thing a lot. Yeah. Very, very crisp. And yeah. The other thing is, uh, the tools on Instagram are, so awesome for people <laughs> i i love all that stuff i mean kinds of the zt fab all the carts and 
I just love all that kind of stuff. Love seeing guys turn some little pipe dream into some really cool tools. The genuine squares, those yep. things are sweet. Jason over at Fireball Tools, man, like the stuff that he puts out. We have a couple of Fireball squares in the shop. Just to see the stuff that's coming down the pipeline from him, I'm like, you know what? He fills a really nice void of specialized fabrication tools. And like his company's based around just building tools for fabricators. And I really like that. Absolutely. Yeah. His, I love using his squares for all the TIG welding stuff. I mean, that, th- those things are, I have the smaller aluminum ones mm-hmm. and they building, building any kind of railing with those is so handy. It's, it's definitely a game changer. The, uh, I like all of it. The little TIG torch holders. I need to figure that out and find out. There's, there's just so many cool, neat tools out there on social media. And I don't know if all of them make a full-time living off of doing that stuff, but there's a lot of cool stuff out there. More people need to utilize that. What saw do you guys run? So we run a, we have a couple different ones. We have um, uh, just a cheap Chinese bandsaw. It'll it'll do seven by 12 or seven by 14. Uh, We don't use that very often. Most of the stuff that we do is um, we have a Scotchman cold saw. We have two of them. We have an, uh, an automatic one that takes it and has the infeed and it'll feed itself. And then we have a manual one. And then we also have uh, just a plain old DeWalt carbide tip chop saw. Um, we use that pretty often. God, um, those are noisy. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Noisy and they get freaking everywhere. But for, for a lot of the thinner stuff and uh, the aluminum was, well, so the thinner stuff doesn't work well with the cold saw. And then we try to keep that for the aluminum. So, we built, we built a lot of aluminum spiral stairs. We probably do it about right. Uh, we were doing about four a month. Now we're only probably doing about two a month now. Um, but when we have to trim stuff, it's that uh, the carbide tip chop saw. Almost everything else is on the, the Scotchman saw. Um, the shear on the, on the iron worker is amazing. Con- combined with the plasma table. like Oh, yeah. Man, I, we haven't touched a drill press in, I would say, two months because we haven't had to. It's one of those things. If, if we can't cut it, if we can't cut the hole in the plasma table or we can't punch it with the iron worker, um, we'll, we might take a hand drill and do it. But like for the most part, those, th- those two machines take care of most of the holes that we do. Um, so that's, so I say we utilize the plasma table, the iron worker and the cold saw the most. And then um, like big, like production run stuff. We'll do you, we'll use the automatic cold saw because it takes a, you know um, if you're doing anything more than like, you know, 10 or 15 pieces, it's worth setting up the automatic cold saw. That'll only do three inch by three inch. I believe. So like if we're cutting pipes, like we just cut, 400 inch and a quarter pipe schedule 40 pipes yeah it's all that yeah and it, it like it took us like as far as manpower time it took us like next to nothing it's just it's just keeping it fed with material you set it on there right you hit tests run uh, run program and it does a test cut so that it has a zero point and then it just it just goes 
So if you're doing, you know, sometimes we do pieces in there. Like um, we make these sprinkler head guard things that are like, I don't know, 50 something inch pieces. We'll use, we'll cut three, five eighths bars at a time. Um, now that we had the iron worker, it's way faster to shear them in the iron worker than it is to do it there. But for smaller stuff, that's like, you know, a foot, two foot, um, that Scotchman automatic cold saw is, it's, it's the machine that I never knew I wanted. Like I bought it just because it was a screaming deal and I just couldn't say no to it. So I was like, whatever, I, like I'll, we'll use it. It'll be all right. But then when we start using it, I'm like, man, this is amazing. Like, this is such a great machine. Like it opened up live without this. Yeah. Well, like how do like it opened us up to a whole nother level of work that we couldn't have done without it. We could have, but it would not have been anywhere near as efficient as we could have gotten out of that. And the tolerances are great, man. It's like 10 thousands of an inch per stroke. So it'll do, was it 30, like a 30, 29 or 30 inch stroke. It'll do a 30 inch stroke three up to three times. So in 90 inches, you can get 30 thousands tolerance for an overall piece, yeah, which is a, which it, that just, that's way more than we'll ever need. You know what I mean? We're yeah, a fab shop, not NASA. So yeah, absolutely. How do you like that? Yeah. Ellis you got? Oh, I think it's a machine. I love yeah. it. I mean, I, I came from a big fab shop that had a big automated saw and all that stuff. You could program different things into it and cut 24 inch pipe or, you know, whatever. So it's a little different, but man, I absolutely, and I get a ton of questions about the dry saw. I never want to go back to cutting fluid everywhere. Like I just absolutely <laughs> love dry gloves, you know, no mess. I mean, you get yeah. oily material, but yeah. And whatever I lose in saw blade life is fine with me. Yeah. You don't what, have what stains all over the place. Spend, <laughs> exactly. I don't, I don't spend an hour on every job you know, cleaning up the material, the mess from the saw. Yeah. So if every job I threw a new blade on the side, still be ahead. Yeah. Especially with only having so many hours in the day with a one man band. So. Exactly. That, that is the hard part that, and just schedule scheduling is tough with a one man band. Yeah. It's a nightmare. And when you got to stop and go do something else, it just throws a big old wrench in your week. Yeah, but it does. You get through it. I mean, for the most part, people understand. What's your favorite tool in the shop? Oh, the iron worker. Yeah, I, I love that thing. Uh, the shear on it is is so handy when you got to knock out a handful of parts. The the press break. I mean, obviously, it's not rocket science. It's not perfect, but for most fabrication, I I, I think people under underutilize iron workers. I mean. Could you imagine sitting there with a mag drill and drilling all those holes or, you know, I can, just... cause that's what I did before. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's funny. Last week I was making something and, um, I, man, I, I just kept the iron worker running. I was going from, Oh yeah. Th th there were pieces for, uh, I quoted this job to do everything on the iron worker and the, beauty of the iron worker is that it has so many functions but the problem is when you set the limiting switch on it so like in order to shear the pieces it needs to come all the way down but that same limiting switch also limits how far your brake can bend 
just going from one to the other, to the other, to the other, I would have taken, like, it would have taken, I don't know, hours to chop the, chop them with the saw, like set it up because they were oblong holes, drill two holes and then take it and, you know, uh, cut the opening for for both holes like there have been so many instances where i have used that iron worker and i just go over i just nibble a little bit off and i cheer this and i cope that and i come over here and i just take a little bit off of this and it's just the versatility of it has just been through the roof especially with you know with a one-man band i can you know with you working by yourself you like efficiency is key we used to do two by two by quarter angle boxes. Uh, we used to miter all the corners and everything like that till we got the Scotchman co- uh, with the, um, uh, the iron worker with the coper on it. Now you just go over there. You just, man, man. And it just like it, you can make boxes so much quicker. Whereas before it was set the saw up on a 45 degree. Then you got to cut all the one side, then you got to switch it and you got to measure it. And then you got to cut all the other, you know, the, the other angle. And it's, it took forever, but like, that's, that's how we did it. But man, do I love that thing. So I, I hear you on that. Yeah. They're, they're, they're phenomenal tools They're And that for a 50 ton, that thing flat out gets with the program. I always, I had 110 ton at my last shop and having a 50 ton makes you realize that I never even used that 110. I mean, we knock some, some big holes in one inch thick plate or whatever, every once do a dozen holes, you know, every other year that exceed a 50 ton, then there's no point in having a hundred ton, which I did have a hundred ton (laughs) in my shop. I I had that. I got a smoking good deal on a hundred, hundred ton iron worker, a forklift and like a, a Miller TIG welder bought out a prototyping shop and so i had that 100 ton for a while but scotchman with the smaller shop having everything at the front of that 50 ton like you have you can push it up against a wall ties up very little shop space yeah it's awesome man it's such a versatile and tool i i've shared some stuff that probably shouldn't have shared but <laughs> <laughs> a little a little questionable i don't do yeah. you follow uh what is it? Cleveland punch and die on Instagram. Not on Instagram. I use their, their calculator, their online calculator for all of our bending, but I don't follow them on Instagram. No, not yet. Follow them on Instagram. Some of the punches and tooling they make is just so insane. You've never even thought about it. Just really. Yeah. I'm going to look them up right now. Cool. Some of the, the tooling they build is pretty incredible where it's punching multiple holes at a time and different weird shapes and all kinds of, you know, they'll have a punch that, uh, you know, will punch one hole, put an indention here so it snaps into place or whatever. You know, they they just have some really neat tooling. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, yeah. They got some – that is some weird stuff, man. The the crazy part is how fast they can turn tooling for iron workers too. Really? I've ordered – yeah, I've ordered some, like, I have a 13 sixteenths chisel point. So on the on the fifty ton, you uh, you know, you start doing a thirteen sixteen slot, you're using up some tonnage, mm. and they actually have a chisel point one that basically it comes to a point and uh, it, uses, it lessens the workload. Yeah, so th- they they have some pretty cool solutions for those smaller iron workers. That's awesome, man. 
All right. What do you got going the rest of Friday? Yeah, that's it, man. Just, um, that's it for today. Going to go stretch my legs. I've been sitting since for the last four and a half hours. So, uh, going to get up, stretch my legs, go play with the kids. And, uh, we got some birthday parties this weekend. I got another interview, you know, Bruce from go wild fab. Yeah. He, um, I'm talking with him on, on Sunday. So I got you three guys for this weekend. I got about four other people that were, that I got lined up, um, for the next couple weeks. That'll be a fun adventure for you. Yeah, it is. You know, I'm halfway doing it for myself and halfway doing it for, you know, everybody else out there. Uh, you know, I, I like to be generous to say I'm doing it for other people, but really I just want to talk to other people. It is. There, there's so many people out there that are willing to share just little tidbits of information, you know, all, all the things that somebody knows. Mm-hmm. That is the cool thing about Instagram is they broke down information. Um, you, you can pretty much call anybody off Instagram and ask them questions. You know, how would you, what would you do here? I sent pictures to people. Oh yeah. How, how, how would you fix this? You know, I, it, it it's something I haven't done or whatever. What, what would you use? You know, it's a, uh, there's a wealth of information out there and people are willing to share it. We're all, we're all not phenomenal at everything. You know, there's, there's guys out there that are way better than everything. Yeah. Information with you is pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I feel like there's a, um, there, I, so I feel like there's a big void with any sort of program on how to like start your own welding business. You know, there, there's a bunch of books. There's a bunch of, you know, there's a bunch of books on how to start a business and blah, 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 blah. But I feel like the tailored information on how to start a welding business, how do you get out there and market? How do you get out there and you serve your customers? How do you retain customers? How do you price things? You know, that's, I feel like there is a, there's a lack of, or th- there's a need for that because you know, how many people have come to you and say, Hey, how do I start a business? How, how do I do this? How do I do that? Ideally, I would love to put together like an online course to be able to say, Oh, oh like a welding business owners Academy, you Just know, how to, yeah. Like how do you file for your taxes? How do you file for your LLC? Do you want to get an LLC? Um, like maybe do like a three tier structure of like guys who, are have a nine to five and are looking to like make the jump guys who have made the jump and are looking to take the next step guys who have uh, who are looking to hire guys or have guys and looking to grow their team. And, you know, like I, like I'm definitely by far an ex, like I'm not an expert at all in that, but I think like talking with people and just talking to guys like you and everybody else on Instagram, we can put together a really nice, package on how to like teach somebody how to start a business and have some sort of guidance in it. You know what I mean? Rather than just like a generic business book or tell them to go to community college, you know what I mean? To like take business courses, like don't waste your money on that. Like take those, the take the, take that 120 hours and how about you read these books and then go out there and knock on some doors with some business cards. You know what I mean? Like get out there and do it. Absolutely. It's, and that's what, I mean, I, I do no marketing at all. Really? Like it's, it's just literally like, Oh, this guy did this and you know, he, he did an awesome job and then they call you and it's always, it's, it's just cycling. I don't, 
I don't really pursue work, which I'm pretty fortunate. I've heard of guys that just beat down the doors everywhere and, you know, machine shops are good places to go. And like I said, apartment complexes, I, I think yeah. if I were starting over that, I mean, throw a little tiny buzz box in the truck and go around to apartment complexes and work on their junk. Yeah. Drop some business cards and go. Absolutely. I, I still, to this day, I don't even hand them out. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's kind of a weird thing. I just, and, and I think that has, I mean, obviously I have a little bit of a leg up on, on, on somebody starting out. That's really green. I've been in the game for a long time. So I, I had connections. I mean, when, when, when I left the company, I, I had every company that I had worked for beating down my door, nice. which I've got some, I've got some new stuff coming up here pretty soon there. There might be a big change in the, in the business plan here pretty soon. Oh yeah. We'll see, but very cool. Yeah. I'm excited to see it. Yeah. It could be fun. We'll see. I, I've done some, some pretty wild led displays and I definitely miss, miss doing some of that and some of the guys that i've worked with basically the company that i did a ton of led work with got bought out and bankrupt within six months wow so they they bought a massive business and tanked it in six months <laughs> takes a special kind of stupid to do that huh <laughs> one of the yeah that is that that's impressive so anyhow the the previous owner tried to buy it back and that didn't pan out. They wouldn't sell it back to him just out of being stubborn. And, uh, yeah, so he's going to start up a new one and nice. I'll help him, help him do some design work on the, on the new modules. And I'll probably be involved with building some pretty cool signs again. Nice. Good for you, yeah. man. Cool, man. Well, um, I appreciate you and I appreciate your time. I look forward to hopefully seeing you at fat tech this year, man. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Take care. All right. Have a good weekend. I'll talk to you soon, man. You too. All right. Later. Well, thanks for listening to another episode. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. If you did, check us out on Instagram at Welding Business Owners Podcast. And of course, give us a like or a thumbs up wherever you're listening to this. If you guys have any questions or a topic that you want us to cover, reach out to us and let us know. I'm happy to help out in any way I can. And be sure to check back in two weeks when we have the start of another episode series with a really special guest. Until next time, guys, keep on keeping on.